We had some days off from kindergarten last week. One of the days, we spontaneously went on a one-stop bus ride just for the sake of riding the bus. So we went on the bus. Kids were happy and enjoying the ride. We got off on the next stop. Luckily, no complaining. Then we walked to a nearby playground, had some fun there. And then we got onto another bus, two stops this time, to go back home. This one was going quite fast. It was a long bus and we were sitting all the way in the back. It was a bit like a carousel ride. The kids loved it. I had my trying not to be the boring safety obsessed parent smile on. But I was silently thinking, this is not safe. Am I going to be able to hold on to our youngest and at the same time avoid getting thrown down the mid-aisle if the bus driver has to step on the brakes? It probably wasn't very safe, but we survived. And happy kids make happy parents. I have to say that I will cherish this time in life where the level of what is deemed a fun family activity is so low. Thank you to all bus drivers out there. You never know when you're the main event in an everyday family adventure. Oh, and I feel like I should mention that we had at least two meltdowns during our little outing. It wasn't all rainbows and butterflies, or buses and uh, playgrounds. You know what I mean. Hi. I'm Sule, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. I don't seem to get rid of this cold I'm having, or maybe it's just cold number five so far this season. Anyways, sorry for the stuffy nose, or even more stuffy nose than usual. In this episode, I'll talk about how I've been hiding who I am for most of my life, not living authentically at all, and the implications of that. I must admit, writing for this episode was difficult, and it made me sad. It brought up quite a lot of painful memories for me. It's weird how reminiscing after I started this mama journey is putting my memories in a different light. I'm able to kind of go deeper, and to see and understand things I didn't before. It's important for me to stress that I'm not telling this story to get sympathy, or have you feeling sorry for me. I'm telling this so that if you feel like this sounds familiar, maybe you'll get inspired to go deeper and to start or continue working on finding back to yourself. Or maybe it's transferable to something you are going through and working with at the moment. I have hidden who I am for most of my life. Not all of me, I don't think that's possible, but certainly large parts of me. I guess most people are masking small parts of themselves in different settings and situations and with different people around, like playing different roles depending on the circumstances. I feel like I have done this to such a degree that I lost myself, and I don't mean this in a dramatic way or anything. This has just been my everyday life. It wasn't until I started getting aware and thinking back that I understood how much of myself I've actually hidden and how that made me ask, who am I? I constantly tried to be what I thought others expected of me. I was constantly people-pleasing, being the good girl, 
constantly trying to fit in and play it cool. Pretend I was an easygoing and laid-back person. I tried to do what those around me were doing. Liking the same things I saw others liking. Thinking back, I can see that this escalated from early childhood into my youth. And I guess it's like that for most kids. You just want to fit in, being liked, and feel like you belong. Kudos to those kids who are being themselves and going their own way. Whenever I see that, I'm so impressed. I think I gradually stopped being myself around others, moving closer and into the teenage years. You know, I remember things like the other girls in class got more interested in fashion, makeup, boys, and getting idols they fancied. And I was probably just a bit behind developmentally or something. I wasn't interested in stuff like that. But this was about the time when I started identifying more with the girls than the boys. And I wanted to blend in. I started forcing myself to be more interested in such things. I don't think it was peer pressure. It was mainly me laying this upon myself because of assumptions I had about what others expected of me. I felt like I had to hide what I liked though. That being boys or idols or music or whatever. Because it turned out that my taste was different from what I saw others like. For example, everyone (laughs) seemed to fancy Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. And I didn't get it. I silently had a crush on Mark from Westlife. And a little side note here. By coincidence, I discovered as an adult that Mark is gay, and that just broke my teenage heart. My teenage self had no idea. Anyway, I wanted to fit in so much that I didn't tell anyone about my crush. I didn't want to stand out and be different. So I kind of just pretended I also liked Nick. This probably seems really superficial and like a silly thing, But when you are 13, 14 years of age, it's dead serious. It's part of discovering your identity. And I was struggling who I really was with who I thought others expected me to be. Must have been so tiring and confusing. Also, pretty early on, I thought that I had to be tough and that showing negative emotions was not an option. Not at home and not in school either. I even limited how I expressed my positive emotions in certain settings by playing them down. How sad is that? I think that when I started micromanaging all parts of my life that displayed outwards, I eventually started doing it all on autopilot. It became second nature to stop myself from crying, to pretend I didn't care, or to even contain my excitement. I was hyper aware of my appearance and constantly tuned into what I thought others' perceptions of me were. And I acted accordingly. It makes me incredibly sad to realize and reflect on how badly and disrespectfully I have treated myself. And the fact that I can think like that now, I believe is a good sign that I'm on the right path. It means that now I care about myself and that I managed to have compassion towards myself, and the old me 
wouldn't have any of that. I also feel sorry for not displaying a more authentic version of me to the people I've had in my life. I don't feel like I've been dishonest, more like I've avoided showing myself to others in fear of how they would react to meeting the real me. Some might say that's being dishonest, but it hasn't come from a place of wanting to mislead. It's come from a place of wanting to be liked and avoid conflict, alienation, and being yelled at. I've told myself stories about me that weren't true, and eventually they just about became my truth, up until the point where I started questioning myself, and further, second-guessing myself all the time. I got dependent on others' opinions and thoughts about more or less everything concerning me. My worth was deeply connected to what others were thinking about me, and whether other people liked me or not. And this has been going on since at least my teenage years. I've been completely blind to this. At the worst, I had to double-check almost everything I was doing. Like addition, let's say, 4 plus 15, that's pretty straightforward. But I needed to double-check on a calculator to be sure, because I didn't trust myself to have gotten it right. So, in losing myself through not being true to me and hiding who I was, I also lost my confidence and trust in myself. This is something I still struggle with a lot. I finally woke up after I had kids and realized that I didn't really know who I was. What was truly me and what was stuff I had laid upon myself trying to please or fit in or be liked? The work to untangle and let go of all parts not me could begin. It's an ongoing process and hard work. Hard in the sense that I'm constantly working against falling back into my old autopilot, which, by the way, is still very much in effect. Also, the painful feelings surfacing add to making it hard. But since becoming a mum, I've changed, and I'm training myself in trusting in me and relearning to listen inwards to my intuition or gut feeling, if you will. To stop hiding who I am, I think that I first need to find myself. Find who I am in the chaos of thoughts and feelings. Or at least more of who I am. And by gradually uncovering myself, it will hopefully be easier to also avoid hiding myself outwards. At least to the extent I have been hiding before. I feel like doing this podcast is a crazy step into being open and honest with both myself and others. So, how do I do this work of finding back to myself? I guess it starts with awareness. I feel like a broken record when saying that. But to me it's so important, so you'll get to hear me say it over and over. Sorry. <laughs> so yes, it starts with awareness and reflection. When something comes up for me and I get aware, I either reflect on it as it's happening, or I try to make a note so I can reflect later when I have time. And when I have time, I deliberately sit down and reflect. Usually I will journal my thoughts, most times on my phone, but I prefer writing by hand. When journaling, I try not to hold back 
and especially not to think that I must write up to a certain standard. It helps thinking that only I will read this, or maybe not even me. I find that when I start writing, it's easier to keep my flow of thoughts going. If I'm just reflecting in my head, which I do a lot, I get distracted more easily, and I often lose my train of thought if I'm not writing or at least saying what I'm thinking out loud. So I guess if you're comfortable with your own voice, you can do voice memos and save yourself a lot of time. That's still not for me, but I have thought about it. Maybe I'll try it if I get more used to doing this podcasting and hearing my own voice. Other things I do to find my way to me is exploring my creativity, trying new things and rediscover things I used to like or do. I think everyone can be creative, and I think I read somewhere that creativity is something you can train. Sorry for not researching this for this episode. For a long time, I thought that I only was creative as a child, but when I became an adult, I'd stopped being creative. It wasn't until quite recently that I started exploring my creative side again. I've always liked writing, so writing for the podcast is like opening a goodie bag. I get to be creative, I get to reflect, I get new awarenesses. It's like therapy, it's calming, it's fulfilling, it's fun, although it can also be difficult. But then I get to work through that and show myself that I can manage difficult things. I could probably list even more stuff that writing is doing for me. Lately, I've also enjoyed writing small poem-like texts. That's something I used to like when I was in school. I've also loved music, always. It's been a huge part of my life. In my youth, I used to play different musical instruments, and I used to actively discover new music all the time. When my first depression came creeping, I kind of lost interest in music, as I did with a lot of other things I liked. But during the later years, I rediscovered the joy of music. I don't just mainly listen to children's music anymore. <laughs> and I take time to discover new music as well. Things I retry doing now that I used to like, but stopped doing somewhere along the line, are being more out in nature, reading books, doing handcrafts, watching films or shows, going out with friends without the kids, and going to concerts or theater. I must admit, those last three are on my post-postpartum bucket list. I haven't actually been out of the house to do something like that for me since having children. My invisible umbilical cord is still there and still strong. And it's only lately I've felt like missing doing things like that. Sounds crazy when I say it out loud. I find the more I manage to think how I'd rather respond moving forward, the easier it is for me to actually do it that way and not as my old autopilot would have. So basically, I'm treading new neural pathways in my brain by continuously trying to respond from the aware me instead of old autopilot me. The more conscious responding, the better the path will be. And eventually, it'll be more like a highway. That's when I have my new autopilot. 
To sum up, the awareness comes first, then I reflect on it, then I decide how I want to respond, and then I take my new response into action. Easy peasy. Ha ha ha. I wish. <laughs> this is no walk in the park for me. It's more like being dumped in a jungle having to make my own pathways from scratch. I guess this is kind of the same principle as when you want to change a habit. And it's basically what I'm doing here. Changing habits and creating new neural pathways in my brain. It's just that my habits have been lifelong ones. So they are a bit tough to change. But I must say, I feel like I've come a long way working on this. And I feel different both in my head and my body, if that makes sense. Of course, there are a lot of other changes going on in my life as well, simultaneously, but I feel like this whole finding my way back to me and who I am is something else. It's really changing the one I used to be, removing all layers of stuff that's not me, and somewhere in there I'll find my authentic self. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. If you like this, please subscribe. I would also be forever grateful if you would recommend it to a friend. And before I go, I want you to remember something I easily forget. You're worthy. You're lovable. You matter. Just as you are. So until next time, sending you lots of love. <laughs>